Hello and welcome to Season 2, Episode 3 of The Good, The Bad, The Rugby Australia, G-Bra. Um, for those of you that have just tuned in, we have been waiting just a little bit of time to get the great Drew Mitchell on the line, the mm. Biv. Um, I'll do a quick intro here. I'll go uh, left to right here. Swoop D-O-double-G. D-O. The great Jeremy Paul's joining us. The great us. Jeremy Paul. 1999 World Cup champion Jeremy Paul and the great man Matt Gitto, the goit. He's mm-hmm. here. And we've basically been sitting and waiting for this man to join us. Drew Mitchell, everybody. Oh, hey, Drew. Have a look at the boat. Uh, I like Drew. How are you? Good. You sound good. good. You look good. Yeah. Quiet night great. last night? Fantastic. Uh, you know what? No, it was pretty big. So we, we did have a, an assigned time. For the the show today, and we've just we've just had to rouse Drew. We've had to wake him up. So this is Drew. Just so you know, this is no. Drew, who's just woke Fuck up. off! <laughs> Fuck off! I was online at quarter past, and you bikes weren't, so I went back to sleep. Oh, no, fair play, fair call. <laughs> hey, look, <laughs> a lot of people tune into these sorts of podcasts, and the cast they waffle on a about a load of shit before you actually get into the meat of it. But I think what everybody that listens and watches this podcast want us to discuss the four ex Wallaby greats is obviously the Wallabies going down to Fiji overnight. So I thought rather than wasting any time, we would just get straight into it. Now, Biv, you on the WhatsApp group have sent through hundreds of points overnight. Would you like to lead us off? <laughs> oh, we got in there, are we? Do you, rem- <laughs> do, you, do you remember your points, b Oh, uh, look, I may have said those points a little bit emotional and I, I I did it, but fuck it, let's get there. I mean, it was uh, – let's not take away from Fiji, first and foremost. I thought Fiji were, uh, were amazing. I thought um, the breakdown, they absolutely smoked us. Botia, uh, Tua Solva, and then everyone across the, the board uh, just blew us away at the breakdown. Uh, I think it was like 17 turnovers from the Wallabies to single digits from uh, uh, from Fiji. So let's not take away from the fact that Fiji played really well, but let's also not take away from the fact that we fucking shouldn't have lost to Fiji. So um, I think as well, like, this has been a bit of a, a long time coming. Like, we, you, you talk about leadership in an organisation. We've had six captains in seven games. We've had... a like a multitude of changes at CEO level, president level, like coaching level. I mean, this this is beyond just what happened yesterday, and it's probably a bit of a long time coming. And now we just we got bitten in the ass, and and it's time to probably wake up a little bit. Wow! Wow! Powerful start. <laughs> I like it. It's punchy. Yeah. Um, and I. I think I was meant to thank Harvey Norman as we came in. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's do that. Let's do that. Sorry, Biff. Burn. I did want to hear from, from you what you had to say. Let's thank them very quickly. <laughs> We're brought to you by Harvey Norman, a yes. respectable family favourite and successful enterprise business. Um, blah, blah, blah. G Brazzers, et cetera, et cetera. Now, <laughs> Biff's come off the top here, yeah. off the back fence, yes. and he's running pretty hard. Um, do you guys, are you feeling that at the moment? Or is it just a case of that Fiji is way better than they used to be? They're they're much much better than what they used to be. Like that that performance from the Fijians on 
well, this morning was probably the best I've seen from that outfit. Yeah. That, and talking to Gibbs before, that was their grand final, right? Um, they were very, very impressive across the park. Defended really well. They attacked really well. It was they our took fucking their opportunities. grand final as well. Hey? Well, it was more our semi-final. Our, our grand finals against Wales. <laughs> no, mate. Now it is because we fucking lost last night. Mm. Mm. Um, yeah, they were just very, they were very impressive. Um, and they've come up, they've come a long way They're, You know, that was a real statement from Fiji. Um, and they're a real threat, you know, moving forward. Well, yeah, look, a couple of things from Drew's points, uh, with the organization. Um, actually we had our 203 rugby world cup final reunion when we lost 20 year reunion the other week. And we caught up with all the boys at the palace mm -hmm. at Bill Young's pub and, Everyone that was there is now actually running the game. So Phil Wall, CEO, uh, Joe Roth, President, um, Justin Harrison, CEO of Rupa. Um, look, the, the instability with regards to our administration has been poor over a long time. Um, hopefully this new direction will bring some change, some much-needed change. Um, but I think the game itself against Fiji was a true reflection of the youth that he picked. Um, if you look at the breakdown, I actually thought you go to the first step, right, and that's the ball runner getting themselves into a position. We got dominated at the advantage line where they just got mm. stopped and so it allowed their players to get onto the ball straight away. And what about this fucking modern-day game where wingers and inside centres are pilfering the ball, like jackaling the ball? You wouldn't have got your fucking head in there, Swoopy. Oh, Drew no, Mitchell, no. how many, Swoop, fucking, how many balls have you jackaled in your entire life? Like, and, and that's why I look fucking. That's why I look like I do. <laughs> <laughs> mate, you you have. Mate, wait, could you imagine asking Joe Roth like Joe Roth back in the day, mate? You've got to start. Yeah, you've got to start jackling now, mate. It's like fuck off. Like, yeah, yeah, there's yeah. no way. Like so, so it's from numbers one to fifteen now, everyone's a threat at the breakdown. But I think it's the first thing is the ball runner. Like they've got it. They've got to win that collision. And I thought we were and the penalties, right? Like an ill-disciplined uh, performance because of youth and, and poor carter gordon man i i feel the pressure has been on that kid i said this weeks ago i said yep he's having an unbelievable start to his test career but it's gonna he's gonna burn because he just doesn't have the experience man or people around him so oh that that horse he did remember when he went to go get the board <laughs> And he just missed it completely. We used to call that a horse because the bloke back at the Brumbies, every time he used to get lifted <laughs> up, he used to go, my ball. And it'd fucking sail right over top of him. Horse. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel for him too. But as far as, like Eddie, before the uh, the game, was saying they play, they love off un unstructured, turnover ball. That's where they thrive. So we're going to keep it tight. We're going to play that mall and scrum game. Fijians dominated us there. Yes. Mm. So, yep. Um, it was almost like we, we need to find a new way throughout the game. And we've got a lot of young guys that probably don't have the experience and haven't seen different pitches to be able to think their way through that game. So I kind of felt for the team a little bit. Yeah, I mean, like, was 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 taking Carter Gordon off in the 50th minute not almost like a, a tip of the hat that Eddie got it wrong? Like, he, he picked 110 in the whole World Cup squad. And like you say, Gitz didn't have the, the ability to change and adapt on the run. If you have a Quade Cooper or Bernard Foley somewhere there, then may, maybe there's a, there's a, there's an experience enough in on that field to, to change things a little bit on the ground. And, yeah, I agree with that. Uh, yeah. I, I, I think it was almost like an admission at 50 minute mark. Oh fuck, I've got this wrong here. And I don't know if it's an I admission. Don't have, 
I don't no, know if anyone would ever admit that, but I thought Ben Donaldson, when he no, moved no, to 10, I'm, I'm, made a difference. Of course he's not, but I'm, yeah, of course he's not. It's not an admission from him in his words, but like it's almost like, well, after 50 minute mark, you, you take off your only 10. The only 10 you picked in your squad, you've taken him off. Hmm. Well, yeah, Biff, I got, he, got, he got it wrong. In the press conference, Eddie actually said, I apologize. It's my fault. I take full responsibility for it, for the loss. So he's putting up his hand and saying he's done the wrong thing. And the other thing that you guys mentioned, is Sonny Bill in the post-match said the same sentiment you guys did. He said he felt sorry for Carter Gordon because going back to the hotel tonight, there's no experience 10 to take him aside and say, yeah, that was a massive loss on a global scale. This is what you do going forward. Now, Gitz, you were a young 10 at one point. Was there someone older than you that sort of took always, you aside? Always. Um, Stephen Larkham, Elton Flatley, like early on that were there. Was it? Go. Under, go. Un, well, I was a 10, really. And no, I so. played like a 10. Yeah. I'd take you aside. Yeah, all yeah. Anything that you needed to know. <laughs> Didn't need a specific yeah, yeah, Just get under Uncle Mingy's <laughs> yeah, wing. Get under Mingy's <laughs> Get wing. under his arm. Okay, if there was <laughs> something there that. We're going to drink this out. Come on, let's go. <laughs> Yeah, but I know. you always had someone because how would you know? As a young kid, you come in with a lot of confidence and you feel like you're invincible. But then you, you meet it. There's a game where you just think, Jesus, like I'm out of my depth here. And then that's where you get your learning. So a senior player will say, okay, well, maybe in this position you should have done this. And then you start to get an understanding of how to play against different pitches and, and solve and think your way through a game. See, uh, like in my career, um, in my first year in 98, uh, 98-99 I had this um, hooker called Marco Caputo Chocky <laughs> love you love you Choc we're, we're better mates now than what we were when we were playing he was old school right you're a hooker fucking hate you like this I'd be standing there going he literally spoke, spoke 10 sentences to me in two years like I'd go mate it's a bit windy you're going to throw and he'd go look at me and go how good is your old nah, school and just mm. walk off old school hated me so I refused to be like that to any other hooker right like so I'd, I'd had like guys like Steve Moore, who came through, Adam Fryer, mum's give me a kiss and a cuddle, like going, thank you so much. And I think that's what Carter Gordon is missing. Like it's, it's the presence of another person in his position because it's actually on the training pitch is where you get your experience the most and you simulate games. And I just feel that, yeah, taking that 110 in, but there's always been sensational admissions from World Cups gets in um, 2011, was Yourself, it? 2007. Two, myself in 2007. But I think that's across the board though, right? Like you've got positions like currently in the Wallabies or players in positions that don't have that experience and don't have that person chasing them from behind in the reserve bench or some young bloke coming through. And if until you drive that competition within the squad, then you're never going to be able to drive that competition on the field. Mm. Now, you like to call me a, uh, was it a Fairweather fan or a... Casual, I said casual, casual fan. Casual Drew fan. said Fairweather. Fairweather. Yeah. And a league idiot at one point, I think. Now, I want to ask you guys, <laughs> seven minutes to go, and don't get me wrong, I love a good kicking duel. <laughs> you do yeah. love a kick. I do love a kicking yes. duel. Why, when we're only down by seven, and oh. Biv, maybe you can explain this to yeah, me. Yeah, Drew was there. Why are they having this kicking duel and not trying to run the ball and score a try? Yeah, look, it was. Um, I, I don't have the answer for that personally. Uh, there was there was there was plenty of those. Uh, Vunavalo, there was Marika Corombete, Pattaya, all these boys in the backfield, and I, I don't know. You know what? I, I think that they probably went to that because the defensive line from Fiji was strong at that point. You know, they, they had their tails yeah, up on. and they were, they were pushing through, and there, there wasn't. 
it probably wasn't an opportunity for them to run. And then they're getting dominated the breakdown. If they felt like if they tried to run it from inside their half, they'd get turned over and then they put them under themselves under more pressure. I, I think they would, would have thought, let's kick it down there, try and put some pressure on them and get a turnover. And, and look, it just didn't, didn't play out that way. Um, I mean, seven minutes to go. You don't want to be in a, in a position seven minutes to go down by 11 and you're facing the game. That's that's the, like, go back to the start of it. Like, you just shouldn't be in that position. And, um, and yeah, I, I thought at that point as well, we had slipper off, we had wide off, we had our starting 10 off, we had, you know, all of our experience. And we, we, we started without Will Skelton, Taniella, you know, Parecki was off as well at that point. So we probably just didn't have... Like a, a a real loud voice to say this is what we're doing. I, I reckon this is, where we, this is where we need to get to. Yeah, I reckon with seven minutes to go, there's no better time to enter a game of good old fashioned force and backs. Mm. You know what I mean? Oh, I remember it. that? How good was that? That was a good game. It was a good, <laughs> game. Was a good game. But <laughs> that said, in all seriousness, I think the kicking duel was lost well before that. Like some of our some of our general play kicking was poorly executed. We gave over the ball f- far. Far too easily. Yeah, I thought there was times when maybe, um, I don't know, at times it looked like men against boys. Like, the Fijians were just dominating us physically. Youngest team since 1995. Yeah. The, the Wallabies. Which so is was. not, you know, like, obviously the coaches, they're going to pick the squad that they think can, can win the game. But it just looked almost like a bit scared. There was even times where you could see players seven wide of the ruck shooting up because they can see Tuasova is going to get the ball and they're worried about him. So they need to get up there like they're going out of defensive system. So it just looked at times a little it, bit scared. It and didn't look like they you. were kind of playing outside the defensive system. It looked like their line speed was very much part of their, their system. Yeah. Like I really enjoyed the urgency and the line speed they, they had yeah. early yeah. and they were shutting down a little bit of the attack. Um, for me, it was just like, it was on the other side of the ball, like the attack. Just we didn't hold on to it for for long enough to apply that pressure. Where, and we gave over the ball so easily. Like the dis, what was the penalty count? Eighteen to seven. 18, yeah. seven that's yeah. turnover football. The the Couple poorly executed kind the of attack. They yeah. weren't attacking kicks. So just kind of kicking it. Like Vanavalu, he it went dead. Um, yeah. John Bataille tried Bataille a little through. Uh, Nick White. I mean, the the best general play kick was probably when Whitey hit that fifty twenty two. Yeah, and, quick throw, and yeah, the yeah. quick throw to a try, which mm. is great footy. It was one of the what probably the, the best packages I've seen this why, tournament. Why don't they exploit that, oh, mate? I reckon if we had the fifty twenty back in our day, we would have been kicking. You would have been out. Oh, no, we would have gone game. every game because I just I feel it's what a what a fantastic rule. Um, but look, I, I defensively, the Wallabies seem like their third defender, right, lining up at ten. Mm. He's leading the line speed. I saw Valentini, um, Fraser McGrath get into that position and they start the line speed. That was in the first evident in the first 30 minutes of the game. Mm. And that's what comes with youth, right? It's, it's the longer... The team is trying to play for as long a minutes as possible. And they've got to, and they've got to get... They had the blueprint in Dunedin against the All Blacks where they played for 80 minutes. But again, I think Drew made a great point with... Like no, like Tupu, I, mate. I think you could build a side around that kid, Will Skilton. Um, the some of the experience we do have, which is minimal, mm. like weren't there as well. But I still think it goes back to the ball player, man. The breakdown, like regardless, if you get yourself into a strong position and you win that collision, mm. you're never going to get pilfered. Yeah, you could question how quickly the referee was 
blowing those yeah, uh, yeah, n- very, very quickly. That's okay. But yeah. where was the experience and the leadership on field, particularly amongst those feedback loops, communicating how quickly he was blowing? Okay, fair enough. Yeah, Maybe Australia would do a couple. Quicker. Let's yeah. connect quicker. Either win the race, but also on the other side of the ball in defence. Maybe let's get our hands on the ball or get over the ball and get rewarded the same result. Yeah, it's hard though. Those big boys, the Fijians, are massive on oh, their game yeah. line. Like, I don't want to disregard their physicality or their urgency. Could you imagine playing that number 12, man? Like, he well, was, I trained with him and oh, I hated it. Oh but Gitz, but Gitz, oh, like... He was at Toulon. The first genuine turnover that we had was Lalakai for Ketty coming yeah, off the, the bench end, yeah. at, at what uh, six late 68 or oh, 60 yeah. minutes and that's you know that was almost a turning that could have been a turning point of the game mm. you know we need to rec- you talk about recognition mm. you know there needs to be that recognition earlier on and that just comes through leadership so probably a nice little segue into where you probably be going with this is like could have could Carter Gordon do with a Quade Cooper around this yes. week or you know could that back row or, or could or Bernard or, Foley? Bernard Foley, correct? Or could the back row during the game have done with a, a hoops who may have oh. may have recovered from a calf injury? Oh yeah, that um, was, already. I mean, it's been a long a, time. That since. was a crazy yeah. decision, right? Like no Michael Hooper. Oh, look, I get the Quade Cooper coming off an Achilles. Michael Hooper, man, what a servant to Australian rugby. Oh mate, the hundred and twenty-five games of like just pure one hundred percent dedication. Mm. To the but jersey. talking about servants. Of the game, James Slipper got. He was the, I think, the third Wallaby to play in four World Cups. Incredible. George Gregan, wow. James Slipper. Do you know who the other one was, Ming? Have a guess. It's not you. No, oh, mate, I, I won. It's D O double G. It's the D O double G over there. Oh, swoop. swoop. Yeah. On your right. On your right. Mate, are we rattling off CVs? Are we? No, no, no. We'll get to yours later. Yeah, I've got it all here, mate. Three pages. But. Are we going to go past that no, that I'm... quickly, like hoops? Well, no, 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 no. Uh, I mean, yeah, oh, I think I'm they sorry. could have done with that. No, but it's not even just what he can offer. Getting over the ball, it's his experience throughout the game where he, well, he can just understand, okay, the ref, he's awarding people having a crack at the ball here. Michael so Hooper we're talking about here. Michael Hooper. Mate, yeah. he was never an over-ball player. Like, yes, he pilfered a little bit in his younger career, but he's a ball-running defensive genius. Like, his support lines within a field and his running lines for, like, those attacking five-man lineouts in the midfield were some of the best running lines. Like, but experience, right? Experience sweep, you've nailed it. Like, you need, like, when we won the World Cup in 99, like, the experience that we had from the top down to the youth and guys that didn't play, even in 03, man, sitting in the stands, Matt Burke, Chris Latham, mm. like two, two of some of the greatest Wallaby fullbacks and Matt Rogers was playing right. Mm. Like, so if you, yeah, it, it, well, we can't, you know, fuck it now. Like he's made the decisions, but mm. yeah, look, there, there's definitely some blaring holes within that selection. But, criteria, but right? the thing on those selections though, like, Eddie sits there and goes, yeah, it's it's my fault. I take full responsibility. What the fuck does that mean, though? Like, he doesn't get dropped this week. He's not not coaching next week. Like, it's just like an empty fucking line at a, in a press conference. Yeah, I take full responsibility. Like, what does that equate to? Like, nothing. You, you've made some glaring decisions around Quaid, uh, around Michael Hooper, captaincy, the six captains in seven weeks. Like, fucking explain some of these decisions to us. Because as fans, we're all sitting here scratching our head. And a lot of the time we can sit there and defend Eddie or the Wallabies because we can understand logic in some of these decisions. But there's none of it. And he's sit there and he and he's not actually given any explanation as to why Quaid's not there. 
Why is Michael Hooper not there? He said, oh, because Michael Hooper's injured. Well, you've taken Pone Farmer, silly. You've taken Max Jorgensen and these other guys that are injured. So, like, that's a redundant point. Why the fuck have you not selected Michael Hooper, Quade Cooper? Like, come out and actually tell us as fans, why have you not picked these guys? Because now we're, we're seeing the result of you not picking some of these guys. Yeah! Spot on. Wow. Yeah. Mate, pour yourself a rose, eh, yeah. Biff? Yes. Mate, mate, cheers. Sante, we're all with you. We're all with you. Can, can we... I just found one part. <laughs> he's What's lost he done? it. He's throwing the camera. He's... I had him for... I had him from... He was my first coach in 98 with the Brumbies and then had him all the way through the Wallabies for eight years, eight seasons. Um, a, a good Eddie... When we went through times of obviously winning championships and Bledisloe's and stuff like that, it, it he's incredible, incredible coach. Like, but when he's under pressure, like I suppose like anyone, right? Like he's just human. Um, he tends to man manage, like really micromanage his assistant coaches. Um, he's ruthless, ruthless as fuck. Like, <laughs> mate, some guys of his assistants have never coached again after him. Like he's. He's ruthless. But can, if you can... yeah, Can you please give us an example? Oh, fuck. Oh. Have you got something for us? Yeah. Oh, look, Eddie... Eddie is a good, good, wonderful human being. Loved him, right? Like, so when we... I remember in the court set... Because we used to have massive court sessions, right? Back in the When day. they were allowed. Mm. When they were allowed. Like, we used to have ones for four fucking hours, boys. Like, <laughs> oh. they were just ruthless. And I remember we used to have these lookalikes, right? Like, we used to go... Because we... You know, you'd have... Um, firsts and stuff like this and and so any type of banter you could possibly have and so I remember I always used to gun for gun for Eddie and so the first lookalike was Tattoo so like from Fantasy Oh yeah of course yeah the little so whenever he got up and spoke he had to say the plane the plane and then (laughs) and you'd also halfway through the court (laughs) session and go you'd go your honour I think there are some people that aren't contributing to this court session because people would never talk. Eddie would never talk. And then I got up one with him where, do you remember the American Idol where that little Asian guy sung, she bangs, William she Hunt. bangs. Like, <laughs> yeah, William yeah, Hunt. Yeah, William yeah, Hunt. yeah, yeah, William Hunt. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I said he was a lookalike. Yeah. So every time he had to get up and talk, he had to go, she bangs, she bangs. <laughs> like, oh, fuck, loved it. But he, he loved that shit, right? Actually, Maddie Hanjack gave him one of the best sledges I've ever heard in my entire life. Because those two, remember, they used to sledge each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It got to a point man, mm-hmm. where we were like, oh, yuck, you're never getting picked, man. Like, so they were going at each other one morning. We are in London. And yaks turned around because we had Wallaby tracksuits, right? And they all had our number on the bottoms, like, so oh. they knew the difference. And Maddie Hanjack's mm-hmm. turned around and said, hey, Beaver, where's your fucking number? Like... <laughs> Oh, mate, did you should have seen the cut. You know how he properly... <laughs> you know how Phil yeah. Kearns jumped him, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he never played Can't for Australia. about that last Mate, week. I, I think I actually witnessed Eddie's heart break in half right there. <laughs> <laughs> like when he said it. And we, I remember Gug and I turned to each other and said, Yak's never played for Mate, <laughs> mate he never played again. Like, he oh, never played again. Wow. Um, but, he, nah, look, he loved good banter. But, he, yeah, you, some, of the, some of the times he would go off. And particularly when he was under pressure and we were losing... Um, it's like any coach, right? But uh, look, if there is a guy that can get through the Wallabies through this, I back Eddie Jones here because I had him for so long. And I know how hard he works. Now, we do need to move on from the Australian defeat to the Fijians. I thought just to, to make on, it positive. Oh, Biv, you got one sorry, more you want to do? Well, I just want to talk about... Um, Ming, Ming spoke a little bit there on uh, 
on on the pressure and 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 whatnot. But like from more reports and also from the evidence of, of two players having soft tissue injuries, like he's just fucking overtrained them through the week. Like how can you have a hamstring and a calf leading into the biggest game in our World Cup? Like there's definitely an element of overtraining for sure if if you're getting soft tissue injuries and. I don't know. I think that there's probably an indication that he felt the pressure and overworked the guys, and and as a result, two of our best players, bigger players, probably got through the work too much workload. They probably couldn't uh, couldn't get through, and and we, we've got yeah a, a calf and a hamstring injury. It just it just shouldn't happen, especially in the same week in the build up to what is that what has turned out to be our biggest game of the the World Cup so far. Can I ask now that um, Skelton? and Tupu are injured, two of our forwards, and Eddie has said in the press conference today that they won't be fit for Wales. Could they fly them home and fly Hooper in? Or does I that I think then... they've got to be done, don't they? Like, they've got to be... Yeah, you've got to rule them out. You've yeah. got to rule them out. So he could rule... Oh, okay. You've got to... Be yeah. Right for later he, on. yeah, he's got to rule them out, but there might not be a later on. So that's, but that's, it's a, it's that's a, a bit of a gamble, you know? You've got to see... I, I actually personally still have faith in... The team that we've got, I, my opinion of Fiji and Wales, I actually thought Fiji is a more complete team. And from what I've seen, uh, especially the way they played against Australia, I thought they, they've got more threats than what Wales possess. Mm. And watching the first two games mm. of Wales, I think they're very beatable. Yeah, very. Well, let's do that. How do we get out of this pool? Because let's, let's finish well, with we some Well, we beat Wales. We have to beat okay. Wales, yeah. And, and I think we can do that. Do we have to prevent them from getting a bonus point? Uh, Drew, you're probably across all the maths, are you? Maybe not this morning, but mate, yeah, I got home a few hours ago. I'm not across anything. Yeah, um, but well, I think we're uh, they're on ten points potentially. Wales, we could be six. Fiji six. Uh, Fiji have finished their so-called the harder games. You never know what's going to happen against Portugal and Georgia, but we, uh, I think, if we beat Wales and don't give them a point, we'll probably be the same as them, and then we probably need to beat Portugal by. More than Wales. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to come down yeah, to which, against. Mm. Which, which Wales were pretty poor uh, against Portugal. I, I went to that game in Nice and, um, you know, 28-8, I think it was. It was they got yeah. a try right at the end to probably make it a little bit more flattering. But uh, So there's probably our, our opportunity, if we can, to, to pull away a little bit and, and get that points differential. But uh, to your point as well, it's, um, I thought Fiji, the team that the Fijians played against us, was a far more dangerous team yeah. than the team they played against Wales. Like, two aside for a 12, Lavani Bottia at seven, I think, as well, was a, a huge inclusion for, yeah, for the Fijians. Grohl Sesse at fullback, um, Juan Nicolo on the on one wing, Semi on the other. Like, I just think that team, it, like you say, like it looked like a more complete team. Mm. They didn't and leave too many team, points out there as well, changing the kicker as yeah, well. If, and if that team rolled out against Wales, I reckon they probably would have beaten Wales. Well, I think Rad Radra playing on the wing, he he had three poor misses in the Wales game that led to tries. So, um, but it, again, it's that time and minutes right of controlling the game. The first half of that Fiji and Wales game, pretty close, and then Wales just accelerated for twenty five to thirty minutes. And but yet Fiji still had the like Rad Radra dropped it in the eighty third minute when they were thirty two twenty six when he could have gone over conversion to win yeah so the side was always going to be a threat right like the and they're just enormous we just got bashed so uh, if i was wales coming into australia it's the physicality side of things man you watch that fiji and there's the blueprint to beat the wallabies right 
Well, Wales only managed to get their bonus point in that match in the 83rd minute. So they scored their fourth try at the very against Portugal. Yeah. So I'm with you, Gits. We will. I don't want to use the phrase "shit it in." Yep. Just say okay. we. Sh- all right. Sh- What's a small shit? <laughs> yeah, we nugget. can nugget Turtle. it in. Nugget yeah. it in. We'll nugget it in. Now, huge response to last week's show, guys. We had um, Snorkel Beanie on. Oh. Yeah, the Snorkatron. The butcher. Snorkola. People, um, they're calling for more Snorkel Beanie. Um, we've had beanie. lots of um, make Snorkelator a common guest. Fits the boys' energy. That was on Instagram. The Snorkelator understood the assignment. Best GBRA guest so far. The good news is we have spoken to um, Sterling Mortlock, and he will be on again for us. I don't think it works during the Rugby World Cup. Unfortunately, he's a busy... Busy man, but uh, he will return. Um, now, JP, we're going to do a deep dive into your career because I want to talk to you as a 99 World Cup winner because yes. we haven't had a World Cup winner on here yet. But we're going to get through these games first. A lot to touch on. England beat Japan 34-12 this morning as well. Um, very close contest. Surprise packets, right? Leading into this, England were like dead and buried. Yeah. yeah. Well, no. Drew called him a basket. Yeah, that, we did. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know what? We, we got a bit of heat from the GBR boys, Mike Tyndall, uh, Alex, and 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 Hask uh, overnight, just rubbing it in that uh, that we're bowing out. They laughed at us, um, but I still think we're both the Aussie. Well, I still think England will be cooking barbecues come October. Well, we've got that Start video October. Here. Mm. If you want to roll this in, yeah, this is the guys overnight. Hi guys, just Alex, <laughs> James, and myself in, just making sure that you all know. And I'll remember to tune in to Gibra. Gibra. <laughs> this week. It's going to be gold. Shit it in. Well, I like how he did that Gibra. <laughs> I like that as well. Oh, Can I just say amazing. that is a big moment for this Huge. show because mm. that means those three blokes are watching this. Yeah. Loving it. And that, that's a member of the royal family, yep. isn't it? Yep. That's an international DJ. Yeah. That's a highly regarded journalist, mm-hmm. and yeah. they, they're watching our they show, know, man. Not only just know our show, they know the catchphrase. They know the catchphrase. Oh, that's amazing. Mate, and you know what? We're not that far off, like Tins having a beer with a king or whatever and saying, hey, Chuck, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> have you seen what the G-Brad boys are doing? And then all of a sudden on, on the king's commute to work, he's listening to us. Yeah. Actually, actually I've got a fucking good queen story. Here we go. <laughs> Let's hear it. <laughs> when we... When we um, <laughs> When we were there in 04, actually Drew was the youngest carrying Joey. And obviously when they, you know, go through the protocols and shit, like don't talk to her, like, you know, bow. Anyway, she's come straight up to me and she's gone, why is the young man holding the stuffed kangaroo? And I said, oh, that's Joey. Like, we, he's got to hold it 24-7. And we steal it off him. And we go and hold it for ransom. And we used to do this with Sorry, Drew. the Queen asked you. Yeah, the Queen. And I'm telling the Queen. And she went, ho, 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 like this one and walked off. And the media girl beelined for me and said, oh, my God, what did you just say to the Queen? We haven't heard her laugh like that in over a decade. <laughs> oh, wow. And I said, I gave my room key. <laughs> <laughs> holy shit. Like, did it explode? <laughs> Like, because it was like shock and I was like, get out. Anyway, I'm outside. What, they kicked you out? No, I'm out getting fucking run down. And I could feel this, like, thing going down the inside of my pants. 
and then a saucer fell out on the ground because we were all stealing shit, right? Because it, <laughs> it had ER on it, like, so because you couldn't get that in the souvenir shop. Mm. And then as I went to pick it up, a knife, fork, and a spoon fell out of my pocket. <laughs> Different level. Now, we do need to chat at this England-Japan game. Are there any takeaways here? Um, it was one point at half time. Um, the second try, was a, it was a falcon off Joe Marler's head. Uh, so it was a bit lucky. And then the third and the fourth try were a bit later. George Ford, he did the, the old kick pass we were chatting about last week. Yeah, off left the foot. left foot. Mm. Mm. Uh, that was very, very nice. There like was. That. The commentator described it as business class. Mm. Not I, first I class. thought even first class. Yeah? Well, I thought left foot. And it was just, he didn't have too much uh, margin for error there. They, they, I think once they got in front, they played with a lot more confidence. Before that, it was all field possession. They probably kicked a lot more than they wanted to. Just it was I forty-two th- times they kicked, which yeah. is the most of any. So you'd say that was a that's a fair lot. Yeah, but it's but, but it's building confidence though, right? Like it's, in the 03 World Cup, when going into the semi-final against the All Blacks, like we had no chance. Everyone said, "No, there's no chance." But we had built the momentum to get like we were building our game. And, like, you can't start off with three different types of game plans, right, like the, like the top sides do. If, you, if we need to bring it in, go on set piece, kick the corners, line out more like South Africa, right, or we're going to then start spinning it. When you're a side that hasn't won like England, like that, the first game represented that confidence level because everyone talks about culture, right, but no one actually fucking understands what culture is. And how you build your culture and your confidence, like you put your intellectual property in, you buy in, and then to build that, you need wins. And so that, that Monday morning, remember that Monday morning like review meeting when you've lost under Eddie is like, oh, you're tiptoeing in, like, fuck. But then when you win, you're skipping in. And so they've come off the back of that. So I think as the next two pool games with England, we'll start to see them expand more in terms of playing rugby. At the moment, it's just about winning. And it looked quite wet too, so... You're not getting any pay for playing with the ball. You look at uh, Japan, I think, first half, they had 12 points, maybe four penalty kicks. Even Fiji against Australia started the game with four penalty kicks. At the moment, because it's so hot, Drew, you could probably touch on it a little bit more, but with the heat, it looks like it's super slippery. So you're not getting rewarded for playing at the moment. So I think if you're, you're able to, it's almost like a game of patience, and England are doing that really well. And as Ming touched on, they're getting confidence each game. Now they've got a couple more easier games. They can build and build and build. Yeah, but you can't play when you don't have confidence, right? Like no. you, all you guys have been through but a different they've, they've stages. But they had their second win. So they're yeah. building, as you're yeah, saying, they're saying. building the like confidence. You've you got to win first. Get to the finals and they could be a totally different team. That's but off the back of George Ford's performances as well. Mm-hmm. Like he's absolutely killing at the moment. And you can see him growing as the competition grows. Like he's, he's getting better and better. Like, and so what do you do with Farrell? But, where, does he, where does he come in? Yeah. You know, like you've got Marcus oh, still I, on the bench. I don't know if you can bring him in. No, I don't think you do either. I don't know if you – yeah, like George Ford's playing that well and also playing really well with uh, Tuolangi and, you know, like two bigger bodies in the centres. I don't think you can change it to just squeeze your captain Owen Farrell in there to have two ball playing because it's not it's not what's working well for them at the moment. So, oh, that's I don't harsh, know. I mean, man. it's it's, <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's, a, it, it's a big decision for, for both week, but – I mean, on form, it's, it, it'd be hard to displace uh, George Ford at the moment. But who do they play next? Because it could be a chance where he actually rotates the team a little bit, you know, as well. Mm. Yeah, but do you want that? But you've always got to freshen the players. Like, if it's a, you don't want to say, a lesser team or a minnow, like a game that you think you, mm. you should win. But, teams, 
chilly. So, I mean, and then a week off, I think. Yeah, so you yeah, we see everyone gets a week off, though. You have one game where you rotate the squad and give the young guys or inexperienced players a crack um, and rest your more senior guys, getting them ready for the finals. Yeah, that's it. But there, there that's is an extra plan goes to plan, right? Which it is at the moment. Yes. For them. Yes. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. But there, there is an extra week off. This is a longer World Cup. It's the longest World Cup in terms of duration to give everyone an extra week off. So does that negate the, the need to, to to rotate your squad because yeah, everyone gets an extra week that's off That's actually to, a good super up? point, that, because like going into the World Cup, it, like you actually felt it went so quickly. Like being in, being involved with it, right? And you're having midweek games. Like I remember our last pool game in '99, we played against America, and actually, do you know, boys, out of seven games in '99, will never be repeated ever again. We only had one try scored against us in the whole tournament in seven games. The quarter, the semi, and the final, no one fucking crossed our line. Like Who we scored. Uh, USA scored against us, the winger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. I, but the best part about that Thursday, we were in Limerick, Stab City. Um, we, were, we were in Limerick <laughs> and it was um, Pan Premium sent us a fucking pallet, of, a pallet, 72 oh, cases of, of beer, right? And we had the smallest team room and we're like, you know, looking at the physics of it. Man, this is not going to fit. All right, take out all the team shit. Like we were standing there for team meetings. <laughs> and on the Thursday after we played America... The uh, the WB the wet blanket uh, Jeff Miller we used to call him <laughs> like because he was always like oh professional professional it's like so he quickly stole the microphone and said boys don't want to fucking see you for three days let loose we oh, know the wet blanket became a driver oh yeah no no he he wanted that glory man he wanted that glory and yeah. so for three days we were absolutely cooked. Um, I remember going, like we were knocking on doors like in like house housing estates and they went like this. Yeah, yeah, here with the Wallabies. Yeah, open up and you're like in underground nightclubs and shit like oh, in wow. Limerick. It was crazy. And then we went to Cardiff on Sunday, but we yeah, we got loose for three days. Did anyone get stabbed? Anyone get stabbed? <laughs> stabbed city. Yeah, we, no, we were told to be very careful. Yeah, right. And you won the whole thing, so... <laughs> now, Drew, every, you're talking about a week off. Are you going to have a week off over there? Because <laughs> we're just looking at you now. Maybe you know what? When I, I get over I've there, I'll, I'll put him under the wing and I'll look after him. Yeah, I, I need to be held. Uh, it's yeah, been I'll a long two him. weeks. It, it's, been, it's been a good two weeks, but it's been a long two weeks as well. Um, I don't know if I can keep this up for another six weeks, but... Uh, is someone a, asking you to keep this tempo us. up for another six weeks? Uh, no, just just me, yeah. just me and my uh, my own expectations. But um, yeah, look, it's, it's been a lot, fellas. But I need to be held at some point. <laughs> You're the man to do it. Kids. Yeah, I can hold it. I know to be held. When do you go? I go this Friday. And then when do you go? When is the reunion? Monday, I can hold him. Okay. Yeah. Can you hold on till Monday, Drew? <laughs> Oh, I'm going to have to. <laughs> uh, Wales defeated Portugal there in our pool. This is an important win, 28 to 8. As I said, they uh, unfortunately got that bonus point in the 83rd minute. Um, I, I caught up with Lee Halfpenny after the game. Caught up with him on the sideline. Had a photo. He was carrying his daughters. And, and I had a photo with him. And he was he was wearing his mouth guard. And I had a photo. I was like, all right, now, Lee, now give me one photo without your mouth guard. And he goes... All right, like, but you can't put it on social media, like, because he's missing it out. <laughs> 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 Looks like a piano. 
That's exactly what we'll do. Uh, uh, now, for our, we have many Welsh viewers. We're big mm. in Wales. Joe, yeah. you, did you I take- love the Welsh, mate. I love the Welsh, mate. I, I actually, okay, very quickly. I, I <laughs> Barbar's game. And I was with that Gareth Thomas. Yeah. Met this Welsh girl, went back to a room. Gareth Thomas, right? Like, was roomy. Then the girl said, oh, my God, is that Gareth Thomas? It's like 5.30, 6 o'clock in the morning. And I said, yeah. She said, well, do you reckon he'll ring my dad for his 60th birthday today? <laughs> and I said, hold on. I said, hold on. You want to ring your dad at 6 a.m. in the morning at a rugby? And she goes, yeah, we got the best relationship ever. I said, sweet, Gareth. <laughs> Can you do it? Mate, champion. Got up, spoke to the dad for like five minutes, gave him a happy birthday, then left the room. Love you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Love the, the Welsh. Yeah. So he loves the Welsh. Love the Welsh. Perfect. Now, the French, they defeated Uruguay 27 to 12. That's not that's sort of flogging uh, by any stretch. No, I thought Uruguay were pretty good. And the French rotated their team uh, a fair bit for that game. They got a lot of injuries mm. too, the French. Do they? Yeah. Well, really? Who? Well, d- didn't they lose the 10? Oh, yeah, pre-World oh, oh. Cup. Yeah, 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 yeah. But then they and the, the hooker. Blacks. They lost the hooker in the all-black game as well. They, he, is he okay now? Don't know. Beef, you're across most injuries? Well, they, they lost uh, by for the first game. Cyril by the, the, the prop. Uh, Dante as well. So, like, that, they're probably, in terms of making a lot of changes, they're, they're probably... Um, right at the depth of their squad for that game. They'll, they'll go back to their, their strongest team in the next one, I, I would imagine. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I just I, I, Again, almost, it's, it's not necessarily like the French play poor. I think Uruguay mm. and the South American teams are killing it over here, mate. Like, the the support they've got, but also the style of play that they, they're playing. You know, like even Portugal, they're, none of their players, I don't think any of their players are professional. And then they, they stick it to Wales. Uh, again, not their strongest side, Wales, but um, I think every, like Portugal did a lot better than everyone's expecting. And, you know, these South American teams, man, like they're, they're playing some good footy. Now, Uruguay didn't get the win against France, but there was someone during the week that did get a win against a Frenchman. I don't know mm-hmm. if you saw this. JP, my favourite show is Sports Sunday. I tune in every week. Um, and they've currently got this foreign correspondent, this bloke in France that's doing a cracking job. Um, and I don't know if you saw what happened at the end of his segment this week, but if we can roll this in, Tommy. I think you should look out for Samu Karevi up against Josh Tuasova in the number 12 channel. I'm just getting shushed here. Dizzily, dizzily, mon ami. Yeah, I'm upsetting him. Um, but I'll wrap it up pretty quickly. But make sure you watch that number 12 battle as my little mate goes back to his day bed and gets some rest. So, Biv, just for the people listening, you were doing your piece to camera for your segment and some French bloke came up behind you and shushed you? Yeah, so so I'd been at a winery all morning before the, before going to Wales versus Portugal. Um, so I had, had quite a number of uh, wines under the belly and I was probably out on that poolside for, what, four or five minutes? Like I, only, I probably did like five takes if I'm being completely honest. But the, the piece was only two minutes to camera. So I wasn't out there very long. And this this bloke came up and just shushed me. And I was like, so of course I, I played it pretty cool on camera. But once I got off the camera, I fucking launched that bloke. I was like, fuck you, mate. Like, I'm here for five minutes. Like, And anyway, like in by, by the time I actually finished the filming, him and his wife had packed up and gone, gone back to their room anyway. So I was like, just fuck off. Yeah, the good news is that everyone thought you were a nice bloke until you just said, 
<laughs> you told him to fuck off. No, I also said fuck off to someone on Twitter this week. I put something oh, up on Jake, Twitter. Oh, Jake, that's right. I saw that. Yeah, and I, I actually, I, look, and, and I can admit, sometimes I get things wrong, and especially, you know, and I'm not going to use alcohol as an excuse because I said what I said, but I, I put something on Twitter and then this bike, I don't know, said something back and I went, fuck off, Jake. And I was sitting there, I typed and I was giggling to myself. I thought, this is fucking, it's pretty funny just to like, you know, be a dick or whatever. Um, but that, that didn't go down very well. People were like, today's the day I realized Drew Mitch is a fucking dick. Oh, they should have asked us. I <laughs> yeah. could have told them ages ago. Shortcut. Now we got a little bit of flack so, on the show. So sorry, Jake. Sorry, Jake. Sorry, Jake. Sorry, Jake. I'm, I'm sure Jake watches. And yeah, he definitely watches. Does he watch? Now we got a little he bit of flack. He definitely watch, won't watch now. Giving Ireland enough love. All oh, right. We're really? big in Ireland. Yeah. Is that right? Absolutely. So Ireland but defeated. They flogged a team by 80 to 3 or something like that. There wasn't a real lot we could no, say. No, absolutely. But this week, Ireland 59, Tonga 16. Mm. Eight tries to one. Yeah. Tonga are a good team. It's it's a strong score. Like, their, their set-piece attack is very good. Mm. Very, very good. They're scoring tries off set-piece. They're scoring tries off unstructured attack. Like, they've got threats across the park. They look... Like a very, very good outfit. Um, you know, you, usually there's been a lot of debate um, and opinions for Ireland going into World Cups. You know, historically they haven't performed as well as they could have. There's no signs of them underperforming this this campaign. Mate, they, they were actually my smokies, Ireland, because... So in 03... Smokies, when, and they're number one in the world. <laughs> mate, France, it's France's World Cup to lose. Okay. It's France's at home, right? But... Ireland can, ups- if there's a team, obviously if the All Blacks play the best, and South Africa are always there, right? But if you look at 03 when England won the World Cup, in 202, they went to New Zealand and won their very yeah. first mm. test series. Ireland did the same last year as well when they went to New Zealand and they were down 1-0. I think the difference in the world with where Ireland is they have more, it's actually structured formations off off phase attack right like so mm. in rugby league you have the double blocker double blocker that's what Ireland run they get themselves into into positions so you know the the main thing about any type of sport particularly in rugby is the time and space you create for yourself and the time and space you create for others and these guys get into get into positions and they're so well organized if you listen to the good teams whenever they comment after a game they'll go the clarity's there when you know what when you know what everyone's doing and where they need to be then you you, you just gel don't yeah. you like you like we've been in winning sides before and it's that clarity and and people doing their fucking job like remember Steve Wall Michael Voss um, the great Warney Alan Jones when they came and spoke to us before test matches before they all the one thing they all said the same was we never ask any player to do like be a superman or do above what they need they just have to do their fucking job mm. and i think that's what ireland are very good mate that first score 82 something i mm. think there's not any big blowouts man no, <laughs> like that no. that's a genuine and 59 mm. top score yeah that's good yeah good team as well i just they, they well, seem like uh, a really happy team like they just all seem like they get along quite well um as you're talking about they've got their structure their phase attack i think it was bundy Arkey's second try uh, where the nine just plays it to a forward pod, they think they're just going to hit it up, and the nine loops back around. 
but they always have different options every time for each phase. I don't yeah, know. It's, I it's, no, really it's, it's rugby league structured, mate. Like that, that inside shoulder running, like that block, block of play, they have the, yeah, the inside ball, outside ball. But it's those runners that are turning the shoulders of a defender, right? Because mm. that's all you're trying to do at the end of the day is manipulate the defence, mm. where they just make a Ill, like the wrong decision and yeah, they turn in. It's all over for them. You're getting on that, and and they they all know their role. So like I, like when they um, go off phase, a, a hooker or a prop could be that first like could be actually that ball player. Mm. Like from one to eight within the squad. Can you imagine big Dave Fitter? Trying to be a ball player back in the day, like the props, the props we used to have, like Youngie, like Casbol, ah, like this one, yeah. like you know what I mean. Like it was just it, the the Irish Irish side from one to fifteen are very well organised. Well, Johnny Sexton with his sixteen points, he overtook Ronan, Ronan O'Gara as the leading point scorer for the Irish rugby side of all time. Um, Fair shout. Which is he's thirty eight now. Johnny he could be close to 40, is he? Close Hello, to Drew, 40. you want to give him a congratulations? Yeah, I mean, you know what I found really interesting was um, there was some talk on social media about uh, whether he'd heard from Ryan Nagara to say, like, congrats or whatever. And Johnny said he hasn't checked his phone, but they haven't been speaking since the Heineken Cup final, of course, when La Rochelle played Leinster uh, on the provincial level. And that's where Johnny got in trouble for spraying the ref because La Rochelle won that. And Johnny sprayed the referee, and and got subsequently got got suspended. So I don't know, like, because that they that always been really quite close. Remember at, uh, at, when Johnny Sexton was playing for Racing, Ron Nagar was a coach, and he would be out there with the tea and whatever. And I found it interesting that um, off the back of that, just from what Johnny Sexton was saying in the press, that that they're not talking at this point. <laughs> Are you and Johnny talking since that game at Racing when we played them? Uh, we used to have quite a number of run-ins. Um, yeah, I, yeah, we. Used to, I remember. Guess we were on the Champs-Élysées in the Adidas store. You had a credit with um with Adidas, and so did Johnny. But you and I went to the Adidas store, and we pumped into Johnny Sexton, and he said good day to you, and he introduced his wife to you or his partner to you, and I, it was like I was fucking. Like I was a ham sandwich. I was a sandwich. <laughs> yeah, just he totally ignored Drew because there was a reason. Well, not that it was a valid reason. Um, and I'll get to congratulating Johnny, obviously, for what he's done for Ireland and, you know, deserves all the praises and everything he's getting. But this story, we were playing Russing at Toulon. And, well, Drew, do you want to tell the story or you want me to keep going? I, I can't remember it. I just fucking okay, like, so we just spray each other during they the game. Were, there was a kick from in front. Um, and we're waiting. It was a penalty. Johnny's having the kick. Uh, and Drew's in front. And he's taking forever. And Drew's like, fucking hurry up, mate. Hurry up. Hurry up. Kick. Said, oh, you're going to lose anyway. Just hurry up, kick. Just kept talking throughout this kick. And in Ireland, when you play a test there, everyone's quiet. Mm. So you're yeah. supposed to show respect to the kickers. Drew didn't. And Ron Nogara, <laughs> who was running on the tee, said, you shut your fucking mouth, mate. This, um, you got to be quiet or whatever. And Drew's gone, fuck off, mate. You're a has-been. You've had your time. <laughs> anyway, then the game, the game goes on. After the game, we end up winning. Drew and uh, Ron Nogara have a laugh about it. But Johnny still wouldn't shake his head. And then it was like a few days later, we were in Paris, and they didn't shake hands. But uh, that was the story of that. No. Is that it? No, Drew, we're, we're, Drew we're made now. Johnny shake his hand. Pretty sure. No, no. We, no, he shook hands. He didn't look at me, and I, I kept hold of his hand and said, mate, <laughs> so, fucking look well, at me. Well, he did shake your hands. hand out of us. Um, but, um, yeah, but no, yeah the, on the, that record, I've been but, playing for such a long time. I'll go, Drew, sorry. No, I was just going to say, no, no. I, we, we buried the hatchet last year in the uh, – 
at the World Rugby Awards and he just said, look, he, he respected that I was as competitive as, as he was and he, he did have a bit of a laugh, but in the moments he, he kind of couldn't put it aside. But Now, Ireland doing very well, but very well. there is an Australian, well, Australian-Irishman yeah. playing. Mac. Mm. Mac Hansen. Canberrian. And, uh, yeah, that's it. That's right. Went to Durham Island. Yeah. One of us. Yeah. One, one of us. Yeah. yeah he's, one of us. Yes. he's not one of you, Drew. Uh, no, but, uh, well, he kind of is. He's Aussie, so he's kind yeah, of one of me. Yeah, take a little bit. Yeah. Thanks. What do you mean by one of us? Canberra. Brumbies. Brumbies. Yeah, we're all Brumbies. Canberrians. Yeah, yeah, we're all Brumbies, mate. Very good. Um, <laughs> very of course, mate. I was watching. I was, mate. Love Super Rugby. Mac Hansen, <laughs> after playing uh, a off the bench, um, he gave his kit away, all his kit. That's the photograph of him there. Um, gave away his shorts, his shirt, his mouth guard, um, everything. And he was quoted in the Irish Mirror as saying, this is very Australian, I'm not the first player to take their pants off after a game and I won't be the last. <laughs> <laughs> in the unlikely event that the Aussies don't shit it in this World Cup, they still can. Maybe we start going for mm. Ireland. There is an Aussie in there representing. Yeah, good fellow. I played club rugby with Mac. Oh, wow. Yeah. In uh, Brumbies weren't using him. So once you're not used in Super, you come back and play Canberra club rugby. So Gungahlin Eagle. Um, yeah, he's good. He It's almost like he went straight over, got the opportunity to go to Connacht. Uh, and then his career just accelerated as soon as he got an opportunity for Ireland. Good luck to him, and we'll be cheering him on. Um, hey, a couple more games. We'll race through them. New Zealand pumped Namibia 71-3, and South Africa 76 over the Romanians. Nil. No surprises there. No. no good um, on him. Well, got a lot to report. Anything that you... thought Damian McKenzie went well. Um, obviously, the opposition was a bit easier than the, the week before, but, yeah, other than that, um, the halfback, the new halfback that they had in there. Uh, he got man of the match. He, what's his Roy name, sir? Roy Gard. Roy Gard. Yeah. Cam Roy Gard. Mate, the All Blacks' biggest opposition is the All Black fans, as New Zealanders. Man, they just... And the intensity and pressure yeah. must be... Must be enormous, mustn't it? Like, Always, yeah. Like, they literally do not or lose a game. The entire country, like, goes nuts. Well, that, that's that's the roundup for the week. That's two pool games down, another three weeks of that to go. Um, obviously, tune in next Monday for the Wallabies. Hopefully, they can get it done against Wales. But um, uh, apart from that, um, I guess stuff just continues to truck on. Now, Drew, B, if you're getting a bit edgy here, mate, do you need another lie down or what's happening here? No, I don't need to lie down. I've got to pack my bags and I've got to get on a train soon. So just stop your dribble and let's get through this. I give some mid-show thanks or something. Mid-show thanks. Here we go. Time for mid-show thanks. A big thank you to our friends at Harvey Norman. Great, great friends. Great mm. friends of mm. Aussie Rugby and the Home of Technology and the place to get your furniture, bedding and electrical appliance. They've got a great range, great value and great prices on TV. So make sure you get down to Harvey Norman and grab a smart TV so you can stream oh, wow. the whole of the RWC in Ultra HD and watch the Wallabies shit it in over in France. Nice. We have in beautiful rug beneath our feet and have also been given a few cracking names for it. Ruggy Elsa, Matt <laughs> Rudgers. Mark Rogers. George Grogan. George Grogan, yeah. <laughs> and Mark Narugtawanatasi. Narugnitwase. Can you say it for us, please, Biv? Mark Narugnitwase. Yeah, oh, there you go. I like it. The one other thing I wanted to ask JP is the nickname that you sent through to us. It's just quickly. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember what you sent through? What you guys oh, it could be it? a number of them. I've got a few, the King. Man. 
No, no. Give me the one. He was a famous spin bowler for Sri Lanka. Oh, oh Murley. Murley. Yeah, no, no. Mate, I threw the Dujra, right? Yeah, like, the Dujra. <laughs> like, a, no one taught me how to throw, and I just, like, it was, yeah, fucking throw. Yeah, see, Ming was unreal, like, for a uh, ball player, because he would play like a back, um, and he'd be in the right spots. But when it'd get to line out, I remember one time against the Chiefs, and it could have been three or four, not even straight. And then when he finally hit the mark, the whole crowd cheered. It was, <laughs> it was the first time I've heard the crowd cheer for a line-out. Yeah, man, it was... Oh, look, because in the starting of my career, the line-out, I mean, blokes were still lifting on shorts. <laughs> like, we weren't actually really quite lifting yet. And I had this action, which I taught myself, and it was horrible. And actually, when Eddie Jones in... 04 came to me. We're in what a crazy week this was, man, in South Africa. On the Monday, he came to me and he said, This is the last test of the before the European tour. He goes, Mate, if you don't change your fucking throne, I can never pick you again for the Wallabies. And so I went away for eight weeks, rechanged my whole style, come back and won the John Hills medal because I didn't have to worry about throwing again, right? I used to, man, I used to be in games. I used to dread it, man. I'd be running, don't go out, don't go out. Fuck, it went out, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> quick throw, quick throw, quick throw. <laughs> yeah, it was like this one. It was like we'd get a penalty. I'd go, quick tap. Let's go. <laughs> like, like this one. Man, it played on me so much. Like, I, I couldn't hit the side of a fucking barn door sometimes. <laughs> like. So you did change your technique? No, I had to. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, I did. And so I, I spent, I was about, because BB was going, mate, Tiger Woods, 500 Gold balls a day. <laughs> so, I, yeah, I, I'd rechanged it and I just went for quality. But I, I actually figured out how, like, when it went bad, the reasons why, right? Like, if you understand the skill and then you understand the end result of what happens and when it's poor, you can adjust. Um, and then once I adjusted that, yeah, that's when I won the John Eels medal because I actually took that out of my game. I took out the poorness out of it and mm. still had to scrummage it. I fucking hate scrummage. <laughs> Now, Biv, I know you got to go, so we better get into this quiz. Yeah, Can yeah, you hang for yeah. the quiz or you got to go? Uh, if, if we're quick. This is the competitor in him, so he doesn't want to <laughs> miss the quiz. You can see him. He's itching. Each week, uh, JP, we do a quiz and the fans love it. Yeah. Um, God, don't the fans love it? We call ours, uh, Have You Been Watching Heaps? Like, oh, have you been, been watching lately? Attention. Yeah, yeah. Have been, have been watching heaps. Five questions. I'll go around. You give me an A, B, C, or D. Have we decided whether you can do the same one as someone else? You can. Yeah. You can do the same one as someone else. We'll rip in here, and then we're, and then we're done. All right, first question. Which international hooker has thrown the most not straight lineouts? <laughs> a, Jamie George against Ireland in 2022. D, B, Dan Coles against Australia in 2021. The blood is low. C. Keith Wood against Scotland in twenty in two thousand one Six Nations. D. Jeremy Paul in any game you ever play. <laughs> <laughs> Who wants to go first? Biv, log it in. Uh, Dan Coles. Dan Coles. So B. Uh, I'm going to go C. C. Keith Wood. Yeah. Yeah. C. Keith Wood. I'll go an A. Because I've never heard of that. Jamie George. Congratulations. It is Jamie George against Ireland in 2022 for England. It was three. Bloke with two first names, eh? Yeah. Question number two. Keep a score here, Tommy. Question number two. What illustrious club did James Slipper join after the game with Fiji? A, most scrums ever packed by a Wallaby prop. B, one of three Wallabies to play in four World Cups. C, most run metres by a Wallaby prop. D, one of three Wallaby props still alive that has lost to Fiji. (laughs) 
I'm going to go B. B. Yeah, B. B, B, B. I think we all know the answer to that. B. Ding, ding, ding. ding, ding. You're all going to point. B, but probably also D. <laughs> yep. <laughs> You're right. It is both. Question three. What phrase did Snorkel Beanie use last week to describe the French national coach on the pot? Was it A, the porn man, B, the porn king, C, the prince of porn, D, the French bespeckled horn dog? <laughs> I'll let you go, JP. Was it uh, A? A. A. Porn man. Yeah. A. Biff? Yeah, A, porn man. And, All and, right. oh, and, the, and the porn master. Yes, both, I do believe. That might be a half a bonus point for Biv in the event no, we need it. No, can't get an extra one. No? Yeah, okay. On Question number two. four. According to Aussie Irish footballer Mac Hansen, what is the best way to make it in world rugby? These are direct quotes. A, beers and vapes. B, protein shakes. C, the correct recovery protocol. Or D, move away from Australia. <laughs> oh. D. Yeah, it could be A or D. I'm going to have to... Well, he I'm says the I'm with A. I'm going to go D. Beers and vapes. I've got D here. Move away from Australia. Is that actually direct from Mac or no? Tommy's come up with that. There uh, you go. D is the answer. Move yay. away from <laughs> Australia. Not can, we a, uh, can we get a? Can we get a swoops? Score? Swoops out. Swoops out. Can we get a score update for number five, please, Tommy? JP's on four. Bib's on two. Gitto's on three. Swoops on two. All right. So for the last one, we just need JP's got to hang on, and Gitz has got to. Come home with a wet sail. Five. Fiji defeated Australia, breaking a 69-year drought. What is the longest drought broken in rugby union history? A, Fiji v Australia. B, Fiji v England. C, Ireland v New Zealand. D, Drew getting one away with Darcy at the airport. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's C. Yeah, I've got footage oh, of D. Right um, on. <laughs> I'm going to go I mean, I B. England, Fiji, Fiji oh, no. England. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, I'll go B. 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 The answer is C, Ireland oh, versus New Zealand. It was years. 111 oh, years. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was in Chicago, was it? Yeah, when they Chicago, Chicago, November 5th, 2016. New so blood. the winner is our guest, Jeremy Paul JP. Congratulations. The Dujra. All right, let's wrap it up. All right, Beef. All right, mate. Catch the train, bro. There's some shubbly that's not getting drunk somewhere. I understand it. We'll get you out there. Thanks for coming on, Biv. We'll speak to you next week, I think. Yeah, au revoir. Um, au revoir, fellas. Say good day to your mate Eddie for us. Well, uh, so all that's left to do, boys, is uh, is to say where people can find us on social media. It's at Good Bad Rugby AUS. Get on and follow us. We're at yeah. 18.7 thousand followers. There's, get us to 20. Get us to 20. There's 500 million uh, rugby fans in the <laughs> we world, just JP. Want yes. One point three thousand. That's all we want. That's all. Or one point three thousand. That's yeah. something Would like you that. say that? Th- yeah, yeah, you can, can say that. Thirteen hundred. Yeah, your podcast, <laughs> mate. Not? Let's yeah. aim for thirteen hundred or four hundred million. Yeah, one of the two. <laughs> Get on there um, and leave us a note. Now, also got to give thanks to the great people at Harvey Norman. Um, fantastic supporter. We get them from Harvey Norman. They've got more than rugs for the very best experience. Get yourself down to the home of technology, TVs, computers, mobile phones, gaming, audio. Optimum viewing experience for all the Rugby World Cup matches with round three of pool games just around the corner. It's the perfect time to give, give yourself a treat and get it set up in time for a little trip to France from your living room. Cracking games coming up. You've got mm. South Africa taking on Ireland. you got the Aussies taking on the Welsh. Oof. Oof. Round mm. three is looking very good, gentlemen. 
Thank you for joining me as always. Amazing. JP, we'll get yeah. you on again. Thanks we'll go through me, your man. whole history. No, I appreciate thanks. it. Thanks, no, thanks man. Just a little, just a little teaser. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, Fairly well. Hey, thanks, boys. Cheers, Very good. Gibra. 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 Hey, oh. Gibra.